Hey, welcome back to the Camp Talk stream of the Pondo Podcast. Uh, it's been a while, but uh, excited to be back with you guys. Um, I'm excited about today's conversation because uh, I'm sitting here with my friend Blaze Smith. Blaze the news, the newest addition to the Pondo team. Say what's up, Blaze. What's up, what's up? How's it going? Man, I'm feeling great today. Yes. How are you, man? Man, I'm good, buddy. I'm good. Uh, this is cool, man. Like, this is cool. We're sitting in Southern California. A <laughs> um, couple of Arkansas boys having a conversation on a podcast about, so weird. about Camp Pondo. Um, so, Blaze will talk about this in a minute, but this is special. Blaze is actually from Sheridan, Arkansas, um, where me and some of the rest of the, um, the old Summer Hill team are from. And uh, Blaze and I went to church together. Um, there's about a 10-year gap between us, but at the same time, uh, it was so cool getting to watch Blaze grow up and um, go through <laughs> Ryan um, Targington's youth group. And now here we are. Um, he's a part of our full-time team here at Pondo and uh, super excited. So, Blaze, uh, let's talk about this, man, um, because what a transition. Sheridan, Arkansas, you were in Texas for a little while. Now we're here at Camp Pondo. Uh, what brought you here, dude? Oh my goodness, what a loaded question. <laughs> uh, I think, man, what brought me here? So I think there were like three big things, okay. like three pivotal big things that really uh, just awakened me mm. in coming here. And uh, number one would be like, I've always had a dream just to visit, just to visit California. I mean, you got the beach, mm-hmm. you got the mountains. I mean, you can even go skiing if you wanted, like... I've never, never even went skiing, yeah. but I want to learn. Like, this is such a big land of opportunity. Yeah, totally. And, like, get out of your comfort zone. Yep. And so, like, number one would be, like, not just visiting, but living in California, mm-hmm. experiencing the beauty of this place. And, uh, and number two would be, um, like, I mean, obviously, everybody here loves Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like it's not just believing in Jesus. It's not just a label. It's discipleship. Mm -hmm. Like everybody here loves. And what I mean by love is like word and action. Mm -hmm. And I see that almost, I mean, just about every day and every person that I meet, including you. Mm -hmm. And like, I just, I love it here. And it's like getting to do camp ministry also is like, um, I mean, I've always felt called to youth. I've also felt called to missions, yeah. and but I never ever thought of camp ministry, mm. and that's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is, yeah. and so I feel like coming here, like my calling has found me. Mm. Yep. Uh, without me always searching, mm. I mean God is the one who equips the unqualified. Yep. Or He qualifies the unqualified. Yeah, so for like sure. all of that. Yeah, and absolutely. So man. like one is. Um, Living in California, two is camp ministry, and three, um, Tark, my yeah. old youth pastor, yeah, and you guys, like yeah. the the Pondo team, yeah, like I knew you guys, and Tark was like my old youth group mentor, yeah, he was my youth pastor who made me fall in love with Jesus. That's awesome, man. And now, like six years apart, or like six years of separation. Mm. And now God has somehow made it happen for me to come to California to serve with my mentor. Yeah. So beautiful, amazing God story. Oh, it's the coolest, man. And like, I mean, I I think that's what's so special about (laughs) moments like this where we get to sit down and we talk about and celebrate these God stories, as you call (laughs) them. And uh, just to see how 
like we can take no credit for like what is um yeah like we've worked hard and we've tried to steward well the opportunities he's given us but man the fact that you and i like shared in arkansas like most people don't even like you, you would have so no I, you would have no idea like what's going on in shared in arkansas um i can tell you this nothing. Um, nothing unless you're at sonic there's a lot happening at sonic sonic is in, the uh, place in shared in arkansas but not in california though no no it, they're uh they're pretty rare out here but um but hey here here's kind of where we're going i think it'll just be cool to lay this out here uh blaze and i were sitting here chatting earlier and just talking about you know where this where this conversation can go, um, you know what would be beneficial uh, for this time we have together, and I, I think this is where we want to go today, is how our perspective of ministry has evolved, um, specifically coming from the South um, and the way that we were raised. And there's nothing wrong with this. I want to state that up front, but I think it's really cool to see what has shifted. Um, for, for me and for Blaze, him and I have some um, unique uh, ministry experiences um, that are really similar um, that I think have shaped uh, how we approach like the opportunities we're given here at Camp Pondo. And so so let's dive in. Let's talk about like this. You and I, coming from Sheridan, Arkansas, I think we can both agree that uh, as we talk about like spiritual gifts, like, um, you know, evangelism, teaching, um, I didn't even know this one until I was in my twenties, but like people who have like a prophetic gift, um, those are like the weird people who like, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> whatever. But, um, and then it also is. like shepherds, I thought the only yeah. way to utilize those gifts, um, in a, in a ministry role was to be on staff at a church, to be an overseas yeah. missionary, or if you were a musician like me, you had to make it big in a band and get a yep. song on K love. Um, oh, and until yeah. that point, uh, you, yeah, we're just trying to figure it out. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's other things that we could say about that, but I, I also was kind of raised in this, um, culture where like, you know, certain people surrendered to ministry and, um, and I, I, I like the idea of that. I like what, you know, kind of what we were going for there. Um, I, I think that can be confusing in some senses, but at the same time, um, I knew, that God had specifically gifted me, and I believe the same for you, Blaze, that God has specifically gifted you um, to take on a, like, say, vocational role um, to disciple people, yeah. to point people to Jesus, to evangelize. Um, and I love that. But here's what's unique, is that we're sitting in a, a small studio <laughs> at a youth camp in California. Oh, yeah. Um, and I don't think either one of us ever could have imagined landing here so let me ask you this question yeah man you stepped into um a unique role with us you came here in uh end of january took on what we call our lodge lead role um your responsibility is like you know making sure that the (laughs) the building that we use for chapel and meals is clean um that it's like set up properly that people have the best experience (laughs) possible um and removing distractions that's not the most like uh shiny shimmery job but i i think that you steward it well i or stewarded it <laughs> however you say that word <laughs> nice. um, well uh and used it to point people to jesus and to serve them um well so dude what's the what's the shift because you've you've served in different ministries you've like you know been a youth leader you've done all these things so then you come to pondo 
and you're taking on the lodge leader role, like what was the mindset there? Did you come in thinking like, oh, bummer, dude, like <laughs> this sucks? Or uh, did you come in thinking like, okay, I'm going to get to do this, this, and this to, um, to yeah, to do ministry. Let's talk about that. Where was, where yeah, was your head at when you came into that? Yeah, so crazy thing. Uh, I won't go too far into this, but like in my last job in Texas, you know, one of my main jobs was basically, well, honestly, all through my life, I've always been kind of a clean freak. Mm. You know, I like to make my bed in the morning. I like to have my clothes folded, no wrinkles at all. Mm -hmm. And so like coming here, like getting the lodge lead uh, position, honestly, I would have never, like I, did, I didn't even know what you guys were looking for. Mm. And um, the fact that you guys chose me to be a lodge manager, mm. like, I was like, wow, like, I think this is exactly what I am supposed to do. Mm. Like, in a weird way, like, um, it may not be glamorous, but, like, I love cleaning. Yeah. And I love making sure, like, everything is prepped and ready for, you know, for worship. Yep. Uh, and not just prepped, but like getting everybody excited mm -hmm. for like for worship, for yep. ministry, for what Jesus is doing. Yep. And um, and like you know, I'm a very like energetic guy, and so <laughs> like you know, I could just be that guy who says, "Hey guys, let, let's just let's do this, mm. let's do this." Yep. But you know what? Like I came in wanting to learn yeah. and to also be an example, yep. and so like, I mean, it's not about me at all but um but you know i just want to be the greatest light for yep. christ in just being like i say just like it doesn't matter but it <laughs> does matter but yep. i want to be a light in being a launch manager and yep. what is being like i've never even been a man manager <laughs> before yeah. yeah for sure but you see i thought of that as like okay god like thank you for that totally thank you hmm. and now like and now it's kind of put me into a place where I need to humble myself even more, mm. even more than the normal, which, I mean, everybody should always want to be humble like Christ. Yeah. And so, um, I just thought, you know what, I'm going to be a lodge manager and I'm going to, but I'm gonna, I'm not just going to be that. I'm going to be more than that. Yeah. yeah. I want to be, um, I want to be passionate in what I do. Mm -hmm. I want to, yep. like, yep. I want to steward that well, like you said. Oh, dude, absolutely. And like, I'm thinking about you saying that. <laughs> with the image of you running around the lodge with like, you know, uh, a dirty rag in one hand and like dirty plates in the other. And you're like break dancing, like across the room. And, and I, I don't think that people piece it together that way that like you are showing these kids and the rest of our staff that, Hey, I, I have this opportunity to serve in a very like practical way like and as practical as like cleaning tables and stacking chairs and all that kind of stuff and doing it with passion, doing it with energy, doing it with like a heart of gratitude, man, I, I think it helps people see that in the little we can honor God and we can steward well. Um, and in the little, like there's work to be yes. done for the kingdom in the little, like people can be impacted. Um, Cause I promise you, man, like there are kids in that lodge who watched you dance around and act like a goofball, <laughs> but like do your job well, that good gosh, in like five, six years, they could be on our seasonal staff yeah. 
thinking about, dude, there was this guy named Blaze and like, or maybe you're still here. I don't know. Who knows? But there's like a guy that Blaze <laughs> and he used to like do changeover and he would like dance around and like he like loved it and that impacted me. And I just think like that that's the, I think that's where I wanted to go with this conversation is like, I think I, I'll, I'll speak for me. I used to have this picture of ministry as like, you know, this man specifically in a very like lead role and he was doing a lot of things and he was asking for money to go and do things. Um, and I don't ever really, I don't remember thinking a lot about the supportive roles. I don't, yeah. I didn't think about, um, and maybe that's just pride and it's just the ego of like, maybe. we want to be the guy. Um, but man, I, I don't know. It, it's just so cool being here now. Um, and I mean, even with, with my job, man, like stepping into the program director like role, like there's a lot of days where like it, the, the title that I carry means absolutely nothing. Yeah. If there's a toilet that needs to be like unclogged, there's a toilet that needs to be unclogged yes. and I don't care what badge you're wearing, <laughs> you go and get it done. That's right. Or if there's a kid that you bump into coming down the stairs from the bathroom yeah. and you can clearly see that like, man, there's something going on. Um, it doesn't matter if I'm a counselor or not. Like there's an opportunity there to um, go above and beyond to to minister, and I, I I see that all over you, man. And I think that that's what's so special about the opportunity that God has um, given you and I, like over the years. Because, I, I, dude, if we'd have stayed in the South, who knows what would have happened? Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with sure. the South. I love the South. <laughs> there's so many amazing, <laughs> wonderful. Yeah, there's so much good food. But there's so many amazing churches that are doing. Um, kingdom work in the in the yes. most amazing ways, um, and I'm thankful for that. But I but I know for me, I was so eager and I was so driven to like do ministry, and I'm gonna hold up like quote fingers. Yeah. Um, that I think I just wanted the job, and I just wanted the title, and I just wanted the opportunities that came with those titles. Um, I didn't want to like steward well the little moments and the day to day moments. Um, and the like not shiny and shimmery moments. Um, and camp is like kind of busted that out of me a little yes. bit, man. Like there's no room for that around here. I mean, back then I think you and I, like, I mean, maybe you agree, but like, I think you and I, our minds were so like, we had limits mm. of what ministry really looked like. For sure. Yep. And yep. like, and now, I mean, of course, California is a bigger state, yep. but like, not just because of that, but like I think both you and I, like our minds have grown yeah. bigger, like mm. out of the box. Mm. Yeah. You know, ministry yeah. doesn't, is not a, um, there's not one way to cut it like a cookie. Oh you yeah. Know? Like there's yeah. like, there's so many different shapes you can yeah. do ministry. Yeah, absolutely. And just for context, I meant to ask you this earlier, but it's like, how old are you? I'm 24. 24. So, um, so let's take a couple steps back. Um, <laughs> because I think this stuff is important. So, um, came out of high school. Uh, did you, did you go to school? I'm trying to, I can't remember. Did you go uh, to college? Yeah, seminary. Yeah. yeah, I went to seminary. Um, so you come out of seminary, um, <laughs> like what's the mindset? Like, like you're coming out of seminary, like, wh like what were you planning on doing? Like what was the, what was the dream? What was the goal? Dude. Yeah. So like I went to seminary just to learn more about scripture. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, every Christian is like in a way called to ministry, mm -hmm. like being called in the ministry is like a little different, like to ministry and in the ministry are two different things. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, like in the ministry is obviously like being, you know, a pastor or a worship leader, you know, all that. 
But uh, I just went to seminary just to learn more about Scripture, mm. learn from pastors' examples. Yep. And then after that, um, you know, honestly, like, I just thought maybe I'll be a youth pastor yeah. somewhere. Yeah. But right now I'm just going to be faithful yep. and being a— being a church member yeah somewhere yeah. until that happens yeah really cool so fast forward a little bit um you uh came to pondo from an opportunity that you had at a ministry called Heartlight. um how what was that um transition like how did that come about to where you went from you know arkansas and you make this big leap to texas like what what was that about what was the yeah so like looking into Heartlight, it really looked. I mean, they say like it's more than a job, and it really is. It yep. is a real, like, I mean, I can't express enough. It is a real life on life mission, mm-hmm. like ministry. Yep. Uh, you're living in a house with uh, troubled teens, like yeah. teens who could be court ordered there, yeah. or their parents could send them wow. there for all kinds of things. Yep. But um, I went there hoping to. Not just get out of the nest of home yeah. and the norm yep. from Arkansas, but like to grow. I mean, I wanted to grow up a little bit. You mm-hmm. know, I wanted to maybe learn from different perspectives. Yeah. Like just try something different. Yeah. And I saw it as ministry. I mean, yeah. it's called Heartlight Ministries. Yeah. And uh, I went there wanting to make disciples, mm-hmm. wanting to make disciples. Yeah. And I think God had different plans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he was uh, going to disciple you. Yes, um, exactly. Yeah. Like, I learned how to be, like, I always thought of myself as a disciple. I always thought I had real faith and mm. trust in God. Yep. Man, I'm always going to be joyful. Yep. Boy, man, I think, <laughs> <laughs> boy, I think Heartlight was like, yeah. I mean, just like in the, in the Bible, like David had tens of thousands of enemies mm. always coming after him. Mm. And man, if he can keep the joy in all of that yeah. and still cry out to God, yep. man, like his example, it was a really, is what really awakened me. Yeah. Wow. And so like I went in doing more relational evangelism mm. and me being the disciple, I yep. think. And like learning how to cook, learning yeah. how to, yeah. you know, give medication, learning mm-hmm. how to like, I mean, give my heart out to these kids. And even if they didn't want anything to do with me, yeah, that was tough. Dude. Yeah. That's, that's some, the gospel. Yeah. It, oh, the gospel it is. goes like Jesus goes to you yep. no matter how many times yep. you resist. Yeah, man. I mean, that's, that's the story of scripture, man, is. Um, God making himself available and us unconditionally and us oh. like rejecting it constantly. So yeah, it's so cool, man. That makes me think about, and that's why I said you and I had some similar experiences like, um, for, you know, probably the better part of six years, I got the opportunity to work with like an a- after school program for inner city kids and then transitioned into juvenile justice ministry where I was working with kids in the local jail system. Wow. And, uh, and I remember my first student, um, like in the in the uh, juvenile justice ministry that I got to work with, um, dude. I mean, he was in. Um, I, I just always will remember this because they the the juvenile kids wore um, green and white, and then those that were being tried as adults wore black wore black and white. And um, and I just remember walking in, meeting my first like black and white, and this kid was on 
um, trial for like double homicide. Wow. And I mean, yeah. a 14 year old kid who was about to spend the next 30 to 40 years in prison. Goodness. And, um, and man, you want to talk about like everything I thought I knew about talking to someone about Jesus, everything I thought I knew about ministry, you go in to talk to a kid who basically has written himself off as like, um, there's no hope, there's no life, there's no meaning, there's no purpose. Yeah. And it wasn't my job to convince him. Um, yep. It was my job just to be faithful and to be present and to be consistent um, and loving him and being there for him. And, uh, dude, it changed everything. I like, can relate. Yeah, it changed That's... everything. Um, he didn't think I was cool. He didn't think I was, like, um, fun to be around. Um, and over the course of a year, we developed an actual, like, friendship. Um, and now being here, where I, I get the opportunity to be around kids who, like, want to be here. I get the opportunity to be around kids who just want to go out in the field and, like, throw a Frisbee and um, and worship and learn. I Dude, it, it – <laughs> Yeah, it really uh, changed my perspective and like gratitude for what I get to do here at Campondo. And um, 100%. Yeah. And so, uh, once again, like, love the South and so thankful for like my church family. So thankful for those people who like, even at a young age, when I said, Oh, I think I want to like surrender to the ministry, dude, I didn't, I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I just either. thought, like, Hey, if I go down there and say that, like, people are going to think I'm cool. So I'm going to go down and yeah. do that. Um, and oh my gosh, man, like to be <laughs> thrown into these opportunities and, and to get the opportunity to teach, even though I don't really <laughs> consider myself to be like a public teacher. Yeah. Um, like, I'm so grateful for all that. Uh, but it is, man, it's powerful to think about how. Uh, camp ministry has been so important in shaping my perspective on what it looks like to maximize our efforts for the kingdom. Yeah. Um, Cause it's you so can, cool you can to pl- see. Yeah. It's so cool to see the other side of the coin. Yes. Like going from the rough. Yes. Like in the pit mm-hmm. with these teenagers and now getting to see like these kids want to come. Yes. Well, most of them do. Yeah. And, and like they're they do have a heart of wanting to learn. Mm-hmm. They do have a heart who's well, like they they have a heart of wanting to open up. Yeah. Yeah. And like God allows us to be you know, to partake in that. Absolutely. And so so let's transition a little bit because like I said, that you're like new to the team. And so this was your first winter camp experience or just kind of camp season um, period with us. Uh, oh, yeah. And to my knowledge, you haven't worked like a camp before, like a youth camp. Um, like you've never done like a summer staff role or anything like that, right? No. no. Okay, yeah. No. Yeah. So, and even the camp that we grew up going to, man, <laughs> um, it was so cool. Like we, went, we grew up going to a camp called Bog Springs. And, Hundreds uh, of kids. Oh, yeah. Like there were, you know, almost a thousand kids at every <laughs> week of camp. And, um, that was a camp specifically that like the, uh, there was a group of churches that came in and put on the programming. It wasn't the camp yes. itself putting on the programming. And so I can even remember, uh, Doug Curtis, who's the camp director there. I mean, he would hire <laughs> like eight or nine summer staffers yeah. and it was their job to basically like run the activities and do some maintenance stuff and, and clean and clean. And, and like outside of that, you really didn't engage with yeah. them very much. And so my perspective of like, being a camp staffer was like 
just completely blown out of the water when I got here to Pondo. Yes. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. They do what? And they do how much? And they're like, For real? You know, oh, it was so cool. It was so cool the to see. The fact that we get to like engage yes. like intentionally yeah. with random kids. Yep. Talk yep. about Jesus yeah, is man. amazing. It is. And I think it's I think it's unique um to Pondo. I know there's other camps that do this, but like um because we're a smaller camp, like we get a unique opportunity uh, to, like I said, maximize those moments where, you know, if you've got a kid doing zipline like 19 times, like we really <laughs> try to encourage our staff, like that by the end of the afternoon, you know, that kid's name, you know, yeah. his dog's name, you know, his favorite snack. And there's an opportunity that when you walk away from free time, like go find that kid, like sit yeah. down at the table, buy some Skittles and have a conversation. Um, I love that. I love that we get to empower our, our seasonal staffers to do that. So, um, with this being your first like winter camp experience, oh, yeah. um, we referenced earlier, you know, you stepped into this lodge leader role, but outside of like your role, dude, how was it? Um, just give me like a, give me like <laughs> a, 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 a bird's eye perspective, of, like what it was like to come and work at Camp Pondo for winter camp season. Oh my goodness. It was so, it was just so radiant. Mm, it was so radiant. Like, it was, I mean, bright, radiant, like in every way possible. Like the worship experience, like, I mean, I mean, no matter who you are, like if you believe in Jesus, like camp is a place to like just let that skyrocket. Mm. Like let let camp kickstart your yeah. faith. If you're you know if you're failing, yeah. if you're falling down, like that the worship. And just the little simple moments of ministry, yep. kind of like what you were saying. Yep. Like I love the little simple, mm. like a little simple, but yeah, mini- ministry moments. Yep. And um, and like the food is amazing. <laughs> Chef Rob is unlike any other like, sorry other camper or like yeah. other camp places, but like yeah. he is like a five-star chef yeah, working really, at a camp. He really is. I mean, his tacos are amazing. His Alfredos. Man, he might as well go get some steak and cook that <laughs> up. Man, it's so good. Wait till summer. He actually does that. So, Oh, my goodness. Um, Here we yeah, go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, just everything. like, And just the free activities. Getting to like play bingo is fun. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not even a big bingo guy, but, yeah. like, you know, it can be fun if you make it fun. Absolutely. And if you're enthusiastic, mm-hmm. other people will be enthusiastic totally. about it. Yeah. 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 I think one of the things that we've really uh, tried to help our seasonal staffers see, um, we call it the get to attitude. Um, you know, there's so many things when you come and work at a camp. Like, I, I think everybody wants to come in and be a counselor. Like, that's just like, yeah. you know, the golden ticket to work <laughs> at a camp is like, I want to be a camp counselor. Well, we actually made a shift um, in summer of 20. 21 yeah last night we were gonna do it in 2020 but obviously we got canceled so 2021 we made a shift that we actually removed counselors out of cabins and we like launched a new role called the team lead role and um and so when you think about pondo's seasonal staff like we actually don't have a bunch of like counselors and i think some people would be like wah wah like that's a bummer (laughs) don't want to work at pondo but i think this is where the shifts is that i view every single one of our seasonal staffers from and i think people just naturally think that like being in food service is like the lowest on the totem pole uh if you didn't catch what he just said 
working with Chef Rob in the kitchen, I think is the coolest opportunity that you could get working at Camp Pondo. Um, He's that, like the toughest and the sweetest man. He ever. is. <laughs> he is. And he has he has proven time and time and time again that um, the kitchen is a is a massive opportunity for ministry. Yes. Like we have kids that come here that like they go home and they actually don't get to eat three meals a day. So he's getting to provide a um, he's getting to provide to a practical need, which creates space for um, conversations around spiritual needs. And I've seen it happen, man. Like a kid comes in with a food allergy, and he's like going above and beyond to provide like what yes, they what just they need. For that kid. Yes, like not just what they need, but then he has like goodies for them. Yes. and it's like here's a kid who was probably bummed about or feeling maybe a little. Um, isolated in their, you know, food allergies and things like that, and he makes them feel like a rock star. And I'm like, that's so special, man. More it's like so special cool. privilege. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so, um, so I, I, I think whether it's from food service to like program team leads, being in the band, whatever, I, I see these staffers as counselors, as um, people who have an opportunity to not only engage with students but to seek out these students and point them to Jesus. Um, and so. Yeah, working at camp, man, it's 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 like n- unlike anything I have ever done, probably anything like you've ever done. I can't um, believe also like seasonal like seasonal staffers, man, they sacrifice mm, their weekends yes. or their summer yes. just to serve yep. and be a light of Christ. Yep. That's amazing. Yep. Yep. I mean, if I was in like whenever I was in high school, I would have never dreamed of like coming and serving at a camp for just on my weekend. Yeah. You yeah. know, after a busy week. Absolutely. You know, that's yeah. that's tough. It is, man. I mean, and to give context that's such to that, a blessing. Like we a had blessing. sixteen seasonal staffers for winter camp that were, you know, going to school. They had jobs, they got family stuff going on, like just life Monday through Friday. And then they're rolling up the mountain to serve for almost 48 straight hours for not just a ton of money. Like it's, yeah, it's incredible. And I think that's like nothing outside the Holy spirit, um, and the strength and peace that he provides. Um, and then, you know, I think about summer camp, like we're in our like pretty heavy recruiting season right now, um, finishing up our summer team and dude, it's like, (laughs) it's so fun to watch people, um, kind of catch those moments of like, oh, you mean I like I could go work at a summer camp? Like that's an option. <laughs> like of course it's an option. Of course. Like you know, it's just I don't know. It, it it's really it's really powerful, and I I'm just constantly blown away um, to have a, a small hand in creating a moment or an opportunity for a young follower of Jesus to step into something of this like magnitude. That yes, like they're gonna get to pour out so much, but I, I think this is something like so unique to Pondo, um, is that we like actively are looking for opportunities to equip and empower our seasonal staffers. Yes, um, and we we want this to be. They may never work in a ministry role ever again, but we hope that this is a life giving um, opportunity for them. Um, it helps set them up for success into whatever is next. Um, so to build on top of that too, mm-hmm. like, you know, even though I'm like the lodge manager, but like, I also th- see myself like my role, which anybody can have this role, but, uh, excuse me. Um, I think, I think it'd be really cool. Like I'm trying to also lead like others, hopefully spiritually, if yep. they want that. Yeah, for sure. Like, you know, like teach them mm-hmm. 
you know, which you can teach them through action. You can have good conversation, but like teach them through example, mm-hmm. like just like lead spiritually also like lead yep. like Christ. Yep. Yep. You know? Absolutely. And, and I think what you're speaking to kind of comes full circle back to like kind of that evolution of my perspective of ministry, your perspective of ministry was that I used to think that I always needed permission to do these things. Like I, I used to think that like, well, in order to be a teacher, like I have to get permission from my youth pastor to teach on a Wednesday night mm-hmm. where I have to get permission from my pastor to like, let me teach on like the Sunday night gathering because like, <laughs> that's the less important one between Sunday morning and Sunday night, you know, right. uh, or something <laughs> like that versus like what you're talking about is there are so many moments where I like would walk into the lodge and there's like you and like three or four other staffers sitting at a table. And dude, like when I read the scriptures, I don't see so much of Jesus like throwing services or like Bible studies. It was him walking up to people, like being (laughs) with them and then taking an opportunity there like to teach. Um, And so I guess what I'm saying in that is like, you're, you're, right in line with what I feel like God has been doing in my heart lately of like, I don't always need permission That's so or true. like, or like a set apart moment to do what it is that I feel like God has called me to or, or equipped me to do. Um, and, uh, I, I very much like since myself or, or see myself more like the shepherding kind of thing, like, um, and you know, I don't need a Bible study or I don't need like a coffee date with someone to like, do that is You're like man so there's right. there's moments like like right now exactly right now like we're doing a podcast but i would hope that like this is a mutually encouraging moment for you and i or like totally. when i'm taking a water bottle like out to someone working zipline in the summer and that turns into this like five minute conversation when there's a gap in kids like coming down the line of uh, to talk about like hey man like what's what's your dream for the summer like what's your goal for the summer anyways stuff like that and i i i think if there's any like encouragement or um, kind of like message that I would want someone to walk away <laughs> from, like from this podcast is that um, God has like uniquely gifted you uh, yes. to make an impact in the kingdom. Um, and I, I just think about it like this, and this is something that I, me and my wife have been going through some tough stuff lately. And, um, and I, I have this like little tattoo in my arm that just says place, and uh, and funny enough, I actually got that tattoo because of what I learned in my time at the jail working with those guys is that um, I, I just view like God's kingdom as this massive like banquet table and like God is just like already made a seat for everyone. Now, not <laughs> everyone's going to choose to show up um, or, or surrender or accept that invitation, but like there's this massive banquet and like, dude, it's just like <laughs> going to be so good and it's going to yes. be so fun. And um and there's this place at the table for everyone. Yes. But there are also people at that table that are there because of the moments that you and I have like tried to steward well. Yeah. Um, and we may have like not ever got to see the fruit Who of knows? it. Who knows? But maybe because of the way that God worked in your life or in my life, there's someone going to be at the table. <laughs> um, and I think like once again, to you, the listener, um, God has uniquely gifted you to um, invite people to the table in a unique way. Maybe that's teaching. Maybe it's like um, evangelizing and you're using your social media um, to speak 
uh, Jesus to, you know, yeah. lost people. Maybe over. it's working at McDonald's. Exactly. Holy cow. Like, I mean, you think about how many people are rolling through McDonald's Dude. and, and I don't necessarily, Chick-fil-A. yeah, or Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I, well, I don't know, but, yeah. uh, um, but you think about how many like people throughout the day are like rolling up to these kind of like moments, whether it's going through a fast food line or grabbing coffee or being at like target and you don't have to be a pastor or a youth pastor. No. You could be a cashier at Target who takes the time to like just beam gratitude and joy and peace to that stressed out mom who's got three kids running around, you know, and like she walks away like there was something different about that person or the barista who like says, hey, can I pray for you? Like, yes. I, I, I know you got this thing going on. Like, holy cow, man. Also, I really want want to about gifts, you know, about serving the Lord with your mm-hmm. gifts, which every person has a unique gift yeah. uh, for the kingdom. Yeah. And um, there's a really cool verse that I've really ho- held on to. Yeah. And I think like this has really impacted my life as a, you know, staffer here at Pondo too. Yeah. And hopefully you've seen, you've witnessed it. But yeah. uh, Romans twelve eleven it says, never be lazy, but work hard. And serve the Lord enthusiastically. Yep. Enthusiastically. Yep. Yeah, man. Yeah. He'll provide the energy. He'll yep. provide the strength yep. for you to keep going. Yeah. And I think so he'll provide. Just press into him and yep. he'll provide the much. Yeah. He'll provide the much, but I think I think uh, he'll provide the opportunity. Um, and I think so many of us are, are asking for opportunities and we're asking for stages and we're asking for influence. And God's saying, I've already given it to you, and I'm just calling you to steward well. So, dude, thanks for sharing that. I love it. Yeah, man. Um, so, hey, like, uh, you know, we wrapped up winter camp season last Sunday. Uh, let's 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 talk about that real quick. Um, I, I think the season was was bomb. I mean, it was so oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> it was so cool to see um, these kids after a couple years of like, you know, things being wacky in the world and. Um, kind of being removed from friends and, you know, different things like that. Uh, it was so good to see kids back at camp. Um, I can't and, imagine uh, how it was we, for you. Oh, man, it's crazy. Oh, it was, yeah, it was just, <laughs> I was just beaming the whole time. Uh, we had some good snow days. Like, I think, uh, was it week eight? It literally snowed. Like what, the last weekend. Oh, was it the last weekend? It yeah, was it was week nine. It was the last weekend and it snowed. It snowed, like, the whole weekend. It, it was, was so beautiful. Beautiful, man. It was so fun. And, uh yeah, I, I just think like the season was so cool. I think a couple of fun changes that we made is like, you know, the Pondo dance party is like such a big deal, but uh, we yeah, decided yeah. that we want to reserve the dance party to like a summer camp thing. Um, uh, more so because like we just freeze our tails off um, and the lodge gets like really hot and stinky in the wintertime. So, uh, <laughs> so we decided that we were going to do a couple game shows. So for Friday night, we uh, we decided to um, dive into a game show called Pondomania. We played a game called What's in the Box, that and was so uh, funny. me and Blaze actually went down to like a Mexican <laughs> market and we bought a pigfoot. <laughs> a um, pigfoot. So, so like kids are blindfolded, they're, like reaching into a box and grabbing or weird cow stuff. lips. Yeah, <laughs> we had like some wacky stuff, but then also we decided like a we we ended the round like with a bucket of water. And to see kids' faces when we've been kind of turning up the dial of weirdness, and then they stick their hand into, like, just an empty <laughs> bucket of water, um, they were speechless. They were, like, scared out of their minds as to what was in there. Um, <laughs> and uh, loved that. And then for Saturday night, we decided to do mystery karaoke, uh, which was so fun, man. It was just such a good man. time. And um, 
yeah, you led bingo on Saturday. We ran our activities. Um, but, you know, like uh, on the snowy days, it honestly felt like Christmas morning. Like we had a bunch of kids who just came inside and were playing board games. And like, I don't know, man, it was just like such winter camp is just so unique. Like it's so special. It's so laid back. There's so many moments just to like hang out and connect. That's what I'm saying. Um, like even growing up in camp, like my mm-hmm. whole life, yep. like ever since maybe sixth grade, go- no, going into seventh grade, yep. like that summer, mm-hmm. all the way up until now, yep. I've always went to camp every summer. Yeah. Like to some camp. Like, yeah, this year, obviously I'm not going to the camp in Arkansas <laughs> if I grew up going, but hey, new, like new season, exactly. new place. Yep. Like, yep. New home, yeah, man. And if you thought winter camp was crazy, just wait. Yeah, oh, you're in, you're in, you're in for a treat. I'm gonna, it's gonna be getting be fun. like four hours of sleep every <laughs> night. I'm sure. No, nah. nah, that's why we that's why we built the coffee cart. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man. Like it's uh, it's good to have you here. And seriously, I, I'm excited to see uh, what God continues to do in stretching not just your perspective of ministry, um, but your love and passion for Him. And yeah, you really are an enthusiastic guy. And I think it. Um, I think it's so perfect for our team here. And, uh, and so, yeah, for anyone listening, uh, whether you or you know of someone who may be interested in working with us this summer, um, yeah, go to the Pondo website, just pondo.org. Uh, there's a tab called Work With Us. Fill out an application. We'd love to have you um, on our summer team. Come on. And, uh, yeah, let's Join go. Us. Let's, let's go. party in Christ <laughs> together. Come on, let's go. Love it. And then, um, yeah, to everybody else, thanks for listening. Um, to the Camp Talk stream. Uh, so many other cool things happening on the podcast um, the rest of this year. Um, I know the, the ladies that lead our creative stream are doing some cool stuff. Um, we're actually about to dive into our first ever youth leader retreat. So I know Ryan's got some cool things lined up for um, the youth leader stream of the podcast. And, uh, and then as always, uh, campfire conversations with Sean and Ryan. Um, always a good time. So appreciate you guys. And, uh, yeah, we will, uh, talk to you soon. Later. See you dudes and friends. (laughs)